Hello there. This is an incoming transmission from the Outer Rim Beacon. Everything leading up to this moment has been rehearsal. The real performance is about to begin. I'm counting on it. Ladies and gentlemen, you have now tuned into the Outer Rim Beacon, your frequency for all things in that galaxy far, far away. From Rodians to Runins, uh, we've got you covered. We've got you covered here. So welcome, everybody. My name is Justin. I'm one of your hosts. Joining me today, as always, are my co-hosts. This is Josh. What is a Runin? Uh, a Runin is like a multi, what is it? A multi-eyed like looking thing, and it's like bulbousy, and it has almond eyes. So the uh, one Jedi that's got Knight like Halsey two is a up on top and two on the sides, kind of, right? Is that what we're talking about with the eyes? Not, not like, what is it? Not, um, well, Reese. It's not, it's not that species. It's a different one. That was a different R species with multiple different eyes? Different R species. Get it yeah. together, Star Wars. <laughs> My goodness. Uh, this is Kyle, and we did Q's last week. Justin did ours this week. So much like uh, Sesame Street, tune in next week. We're going to get two S creatures mm-hmm. to start mm-hmm. off the show. I, we better anyway, I hope. I'm going to skip the S and go oh, to T and straight then come to T's. Uh, also, we, we settled this off air. I know the people are curious, but um, it's been decided. It's official. We looked up the definition, Marion Webster's. Uh, a hot dog is a sandwich. I'm happy to report. Congratulations, mm. hot dog. The hot dog people will be very proud. Love a good sandwich. Oof, who doesn't? Sandwich. Hey. Joey Tribbiani's favorite food. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, that is I don't even like true. that show, but. Uh, uh, that is that. true. Yeah, yeah. This episode is brought to you by the letter R. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, I think the public broadcast well, gets way more donations than us. Yeah, yeah. No kidding. Well, welcome everybody. If you're new to the show, welcome. We're glad to have you. Um, we've got tons of episodes Hello. that you can go back and listen to, but we are happy to have you for this episode as we continue our discussion of Bad Batch. If you've listened to our show for quite some time now, well, welcome back. Welcome back. Yeah. It's like a coming home to family. Yeah. It feels Reunion. good. It feels good. Yeah. So we got a lot of talk. We got a lot to talk about today. We had new episode of Bad Batch drop. A good last one Friday. too. I'm happy to say, very very good one. Yeah, tense, very mm. tense episode like of camping. Bad Batch. A lot of um, family drama, if you will, in no? this episode. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> but it was good. It was good. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, the last episode drops this Friday. We are going to obviously talk about it on our live stream friday night eight o'clock you can tune in on youtube facebook and um what twitch i think is the other one now yeah um so yeah you can find us on any one of those things come join the live stream have some fun uh we might play a game we tend to do that maybe name that clone to finish Mm -hmm. off our bad batch series uh we're gonna have a special guest too so very very excited for our last orb force 99 live stream at least for season one Coming up this Batch. Friday. That's going to be the season. You da really batch. spoiled the season two uh, title change for for the live stream. <laughs> That's all right. Can we get the da batch, da batch, da batch, yeah, da batch, da batch. Exactly. That's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. I was like, man, if we could just like yeah. tweak that I'm going to start reaching out just to Dicka's people right now. Love it. This week's episode... This week's live stream is on 
Friday the 13th. Spooky. Dun, dun, dun. You put a little, like, yes, thunder crackle. Yeah, you don't like the foley? Of, yeah, I'll find something. I'll just uh, hold the microphone outside my window this evening because it is rainy in the capital city rainy tonight. It is uh, the capital city. The capital thunder. city of Ohio. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, it is rainy and thundery out there and very ominous looking. So uh, uh, hopefully it moves through quickly because don't want any tornadoes while I'm here. So we do Speaking have a little bit of news to sorry. talk about. Speaking uh, of on, nothing. Speaking. Uh, <laughs> Speaking of nothing, um, the deuce. We're speaking of the if deuce. you don't bring money to it, you get nothing Oof. at celebration. That's right. You don't. You do not want to come home empty-handed, buddy. Let me tell you, you'll no. be so jealous. I've actually I been donating what? plasma and saving the money for celebration. Two <laughs> hundred bucks a pop. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not ashamed of it. You can do it twice a week. Kyle, Kyle's like, I ain't no fool. I'm donating no. plasma. Party red, party red, party raised money. I've already raised six hundred no, bucks. Straight on. Uh, I almost said bodily that's a, fluids. That's nefarious. Oh, plasma, just plasma, saving lives over here. And find that's that's merch. just Kyle, Josh. That's that's who he is, Hunter. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, forty-one weeks uh, until celebration. So make sure you save your monies. Get your plane tickets. Get your hotel tickets. It's very important because otherwise. Oof. You will just find be a place to stay. The if you're still looking for yeah. a hotel right now, you probably should rent a car because you're not going to be close. Yeah. Um, hopefully things, uh, you know, obviously we rein things in and we get things under control yeah. and we'll we are man. still able to do this take next spring. Um, yeah. You know, it's um, take care of yourself. Just take care of yourself. People do what you got to do. Like nobody. Will, I'm tired. I want to go to cons again. I want to go to concerts again. I want to go do fun things things again. Um, But yeah, you got to take care of yourself. You got to do the things. We all want to resume back to normal, please. So, Uh, but yeah, 41 weeks coming up quick. We got a little bit of news this week. Uh, New, new game announcement. That new, new, new game. It's that new, new game announcement. Galaxy's Edge last call coming this fall to Oculus Quest. So this is the third Right, this is the third piece of the trilogy. They call it Trey for the Galaxy's Edge series, I guess, on Oculus Quest. So um, I know uh, Maggie, who's not with us this evening, she does have one. Um, I believe she's played both the first part and the second part. I would yeah? assume I so. I can't remember sure. if she got the second part or not, but I do not have an Oculus Quest. No, I Me don't neither. either. If someone um, has one that they don't like, though, I'd be happy to take it off their hands and sample these games. <laughs> we donate to the cause. Yeah. That is Kyle. It's at yeah, Gaby Legend um, on all, yeah, whatever. We'll do it at the end. Go ahead. <laughs> and I know, I know there's a bunch of other games for Oculus Quest that you can get. And, and it does look entertaining. I just, I, I like to play my Xbox and yeah. I spend a lot of money on it. So for me to spend that kind of money on another thing, it's, you know. A little bit difficult to do sometimes, so. And I tend to buy a lot of figures, so huh, there's yeah. that. You called yourself out. I'm glad you did it, so I didn't have to. So there's that. But anyway, um, yeah, so go check that out. Should be coming this fall. No exact date on when it's released. It just says coming this fall, so be on the lookout for that. Um, we did have a little bit of an update. Um, Josh, do you want to cover this one? Yeah, we have a very small but promising update. 
uh, for the Taika Waititi um, Star Wars movie forthcoming. So um, right now. He, he did an interview and he said it's still in the exterior space stage. So saying that mm. it's, you know, there's a lot of um, <laughs> stuff to, you know, a lot of writing to do. But um, he said, but we've got a story and I'm really excited because it feels very me. And as a huge that. fan of mm. Taika, uh, yes, please. I hope it's yeah. set in New Zealand, just like all of my other favorite things that he's done. Piss off, ghost. Onto yeah. the planet New Zealand. Yeah. Can I just get a Korg in there and like, piss off, ghost, and just <laughs> run around? Uh, he showed Korg up in is, a, uh, oh, I, I don't know if that's a spoiler. I mean, I don't think so. He was in Suicide Squad that just came out. Korg? Korg? No, or you no, mean Taika? Taika Waititi. <laughs> no, the character yeah, of Korg no. <laughs> from the Marvel no, Universe just... was not in Suicide Squad, guys. Get with I it. I think that's I why we just... both said Korg? Question mark, <laughs> exclamation point. Taika Waititi, um, the subject that we were he's discussing. A, uh, well, he's a casted character. I don't know that it's a spoiler in there, is it? No, that's why I said it's not. He's uh, He, he right. was in, showed up, but he, uh, he was a small part. If you've hit this point and haven't watched Suicide Squad yet, Go back about five minutes and then forward about five more minutes and skip over this part. What is the... I got to do that too. (laughs) Go back to the future, people. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it's a good movie though. Suicide Squad, the second one was pretty pretty good. I enjoyed it. It was uh, entertaining. So uh, we had another little bit of news, which was um, Boba Fett's ship is in the news again. Here we go. It was... Boba Fett? Where? Where? I believe we uh, we we tweeted this out or we we posted it a little bit ago. I know I, I put it up on on Facebook and and I think we did it on Twitter too. But the the variant covers that are coming out for War of the Bounty Hunters has what about five uh, six to seven different variant covers that are going to be coming out, and it's per issue. It's not all the same issue. I don't believe it's every issue is a different cover. Uh, but they definitely have all of the bounty hunters in their ships. Two, four, there's six of them here. Um, you know, Bosk and Houndstooth, IG-88, IG-2000, Zuckus and the Mist Hunter, uh, Valance, Violet, and the Broken Wing, and then Dengar and the Punishing One. Well, the Boba Fett variant cover, it shows Boba Fett and Fire Spray. So... Scandalous. So it's it's worth noting it. I don't know that it says fire spray on the variant cover itself, but it says it in this in the preview. That's like letting us know that these um, variant covers from Paolo Villanelli's uh, are coming out. So, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. so that's technically not canon yet because it's just like a, a press release, basically. But. I don't know. There's a bunch of. I'm looking at the Boba Fett variant cover right now, and there's a bunch of, um, Orabesh. So one of one mm-hmm. of these little lines of text might say fire spray. Yeah, yeah. It's, but uh, it also looks like a schematic. So calling out fire spray on the schematic, I mean, wouldn't be right unusual necessarily either. Just devil's advocate. Yeah. We'd have to see one of the other ones to see if it yeah, has the to compare the name. Yeah, it's um, yeah. I, I mean, that's the model ship it is. So, um, you know, it it. I don't know. It's it's you you mull it around out there. You you mull it around in your head. 
Let's see what comes out when that issue comes out. I'll bet nobody we'll takes any there. issue with it or um, is upset by no. it at all, would be my prediction. Zero people yeah. will yeah. be concerned about this. <laughs> yeah. I think it's safe. I, yeah. I mean, it's no a cool name, care. if that's what you want yeah. to call it. It's a cool name. I, a I got fire, no problem with I, fire spray. If you had never heard Slave One and somebody was like, what do you think's a better yeah. name for this ship? Fire spray, like a dragon, or Slave oh. One, like a list of slaves, but like... The first one, mm, I think. Wait, the cho- yeah, I said it like a dragon, Boba Fett, like on a Boba dragon? Fett on a dragon. Yeah, <laughs> oh. I know. Fire spray. I don't know. Love it's it. a Guys, cool name. The date I'm, and the I'm time. <laughs> Kyle said <laughs> Boba Fett on a dragon. <laughs> on <laughs> Eastern time, Eastern time. Yes. So, and then the other big topic in the news this week: the casting search is on to find. Sabine, Sabine for the live action Ahsoka. Hey, series. if we're finding Sabine, that means we're looking for Ezra, baby. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> the search is on, and um, there is a lot of of support for Tia out there yeah, uh, to play. Them. Yeah, to play Sabine, she voiced the character in Rebels. Uh, did an amazing job voicing the mm-hmm. character in Rebels. Mm-hmm. I I think would do a, uh, would be a nice fit for the character in a live action so why not why yeah, not we've I would, already seen i would love to set myself up for a little bit of disappointment here i'm like a huge fan <laughs> i think she's been so great at celebration i think she was so great in rebels her social media is awesome like i i would love to see tia get cast in this role and see her wear the armor like we got to see um Bo Katan. I, I think mm-hmm. would be so great. Yeah. Katie. I have a question. Yeah. Um, is Mike Richards involved in the decision making process for this casting? I have no way of knowing that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Do we know who Mike Richards is? I, I don't. I don't. He is the executive producer of Jeopardy who said, hey, you guys want LeVar Burton? Gosh, oh, you do? I'm um, a... hiring myself. You know what? <laughs> you know what, Josh? It's a little too soon to even make that joke, in my opinion, because I I'm, I feel like I could boycott Jeopardy right now. I'm so upset with that. Were you it's already abs- watching it? It's I mean, absurd. Do you absurd. watch Jeopardy regularly, Kyle? Uh, I mean, not regularly, <laughs> no. But okay. <laughs> I could actively boycott it. <laughs> I don't watch it. I mean, to be honest, if it was LeVar Burton, great. I don't care, though. I don't necessarily watch the show. So it to me, it didn't really matter who they I were going to name as a host. So, um, But uh, yeah, so I mean, but yeah, it would have been cool. But uh, I don't uh, I don't have a preference. I just it don't was watch a, the show. It was a I'm slimy sorry. move. Big time. Yeah, that is a slimy move. That and is kind of like, absolutely hey, we're doing a no national search and then you just the, name yourself. The most qualified yeah. person for the job, who was the most requested person for the job, who showed up and nailed the interview, uh, you took the job for yourself instead. There's like no way I, to sell that to me. As somebody who didn't watch the episodes, how did he, Josh, you said you watched, how did he do? How did LeVar Burton do? Exactly as awesome as you'd expect him to do. It was okay. phenomenal. Okay. It was okay. like grown up reading Rainbow. Yeah. Apparently, well, then no, that's LeVar Burton Reads, which is an awesome podcast where he reads books. Um, but apparently, I didn't know this until I looked up to remember what his name was, because he just looks like generic white guy number five. Like, 
I couldn't remember his Mark. name. Um, <laughs> but apparently they announced two hosts. It's him and um, generic white guy number six, Bialik, oh. who plays. Well, I know that name. Yeah, yeah. that was um, Blossom. Blossom, and she was on Big Bang <laughs> or Theory. or Big Bang Theory. Yes, yeah. um, for, for, for he's going to do syndication for people not as old as me. Prime time. <laughs> For people who have only she's seen a Big good Bang choice. Theory. She's like, yeah, oh, man, yeah. I still wish Le- Levar should have gotten that job. Wouldn't have been bad if it was Levar and her. That could have been well, a good choice actually too. Actually, would have been a very popular choice. I will bet. Agreed. Yeah, or just Agreed. Levar. But yeah, so um, yeah, so Jeopardy Josh is against women in the workplace. Apparently, I don't know why. It's... No, I just like Levar Burton. He's, he loves LeVar. It's okay. He was very nice to me when I interacted with him at a Comic-Con backstage because yeah. I was working it. Mm, nice. Hey, okay, name drop. Jeez. Yeah. Old big shot. <laughs> we did a photo op with him, and Tab brought her favorite book that he did on Reading Rainbow, and I brought Heir to the Empire, and then we looked up what his favorite kid's book was and bought a copy for him to hold in the picture. <laughs> and he was, was like how did you it was well thought out <laughs> and, then, and then they were like next <laughs> but we got to talk to him <laughs> move later, along so. move along nice well that's not much for news but it was a good little bit of news so if there is a petition out there for uh, for uh, Tia to play Sabine get out there and sign it people I don't know if there's one already you up there but let's, uh, let's get it done before I should have started one already yeah let's get it done we got a lot to talk about about the most recent episode of Bad Batch, though. Return to Camino. Oh, oh yes. You know what? Can I start with an issue? I want to start off being <laughs> yeah. upset Let's, by this episode yeah. that I thoroughly enjoyed. Like, the first two plot points are we're not telling Hunter where we're taking him, and then the Bad Batch not knowing where to go to get Hunter... And it's right in the title that we're going to Camino. Like, if we're going to keep everybody <laughs> guessing, don't spoil the first thing in the title. I, because we're I returning think this to episode Camino. would have been way better titled Airing of Grievances. <laughs> Festivus. <Yeah. laughs> like Festivus. Festivus for the the Airing of, of Grievances. And we just have could, uh, Crosshair and Hunter something. just back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> arguing but yes don't with each other that's for sure I, I i think you're on you're right kyle don't call it return yeah. to camino when the whole episode starts with where's hunter yeah where are you taking me i don't know when then they like well i mean i know because it says right there we're returning to camino so <laughs> right. where the hell do you think we're gonna go it's, a, it's <laughs> right. a little ridiculous but it's okay i, I did yeah. like this episode two things i yeah. think they should have named it broken promises i like it Ooh. way better he promised they wouldn't go to camino and I think are they going to name the second the the finale? Um, don't worry, they're alive, um, and Rex is going to rescue them. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's that's ridiculous. It's just going to be called Rex to the rescue. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I wonder Rex what happens in this one. <laughs> anyway, mm, AKA it's... finale part one, which is what we'll be referring to it henceforth. Uh, this is episode 15, directed by Nathaniel Villanueva and written by Matt Mcnovitz. This is the uh, Star Wars animation dream team. We oh, are going to start off with this first sound clip of Hunter uh, held prisoner in the Row class transport shuttle. 
Where are we going? You'll find out soon. Well, top secret if you haven't seen the title. Your squad. Using my comm will work. They'll know it's a trap. They'll still come for you. Yep. I like I like Crosshair's voice. It sounds like he like I don't even know. He smokes like eight million fry. packs a day. Yeah, his vocals are just super coarse, like this. Yeah, that's how Got you a know. Imp- that's how you know he's really broody. Yeah, angsty. He's, he's just mm, hunter. Um, which has anybody ever seen a, uh, a like a movie or a TV show or anything where they're like, yes. oh, this is this is a trap. Let's completely avoid it. Like. <laughs> The whole they're they're gonna know it's a trap. Like no one ever cares in TV shows and movies. You're always gonna spring the trap. That's just, I mean, like that's literally a Star Wars line. Like, oh, it seems like yeah. a trap. What are we gonna do next? Oh, we'll spring the trap. Oh, okay. Yeah, spring okay. the trap. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay, so yeah, it doesn't doesn't really matter if your trap is a secret or not. You just have to have it. Apparently, mm-hmm. um, I do have some details on the row class transport shuttle that Hunter and Crosshair there were aboard. They were used by both the Galactic Republic and the Galactic Empire. They were shuttles, um, and they were also used as Republic medical shuttles. Uh, they appear like visually similar to the new class attack transport shuttle. That's new with the NU, not the NEW. This is a row class. Um, we, we've talked about those on other shows. Um, these... Row class transport shuttles have the addition of a wing on the dorsal hull, and they have the ability to carry cargo pods on the underside. They were used to, um, they were retaken by D Squad and Colonel Mieber Gascon, which we've also discussed oddly enough on this show like multiple <laughs> times. That like has come times. up. Some I, I would assume because of Gregor. Um, but that's the the one of the ships they used to stop the separatist plan to crash a Venator class star destroyer into a Republic space station Valor. Um, which, while I was looking that up, that name reminded me of the um, Republic Fair that we're all like finishing up or just finished mm-hmm. reading about. Um, not the exact same name, but similar. Um, yeah, but Valor, Val- yeah. yeah. Valor Valor was host to the Republic Military Strategy Conference at the time, uh, and the Separatists were going to crash a Star Destroyer into it and kill mm-hmm. like every important military person and a bunch of Jedi. I'm pretty sure Obi-Wan and Anakin were there because they're at everything. This all takes place that one. in... Yeah. Uh, it's called No Return, Season 5, Episode 13 of The Clone Wars. It's worth a watch. It's very good. Um, but there we go. Row-class transport shuttle featured. Uh, I was... Also used in its medical capacity to transport clone trooper Tup after he killed General Tiplar during the battle of Ringo Vinda. This is Clone Wars Season 6, Episode 1. We've talked about this a couple times, too, because this is the beginning of that um, Good the inhibitor chip arc in the Clone Wars where a couple of them start to figure it out. Specifically, Tup's goes off. Um, five, fives and Rex fives, um, yeah. become aware of the inhibitor chips after it. Uh, this arc must watch if you're going to catch up on all the Order 66 inhibitor chip stuff that's going on in the Bad Batch uh, Season 6 order? Episode 1. What's that? Is it an order to watch it? 
Uh, that's a direct order. Yeah, which so, now, if you don't watch it, maybe that means you don't have an inhibitor chip, which is a good thing, but you should watch it anyway. It's yeah. worth a watch. Good soldiers good follow soldiers follow That's orders. true. Yeah. Um, this is an interesting one here, too. A row-class medical shuttle was also deployed to the aftermath of the Battle of Ord Mantell. Also topical, because Ord Mantell is where uh, we've been hanging out this whole whole series, and... That is Very where popular yeah, Mantel mix. the Separatist Alliance and the Shadow Collective battled over Ord Mantel that took place in the Son of Dothamir comic. Also, highly recommended. Doesn't really rec- relate to this show, but it's super good. And mm. another one was deployed to the aftermath of the Siege of Mandalore, and we saw that in um, Clone Wars Season 7, Episode 10, and that's what transported Maul to the Venator Tribunal, where they were supposedly going to take him back to the Republic. But things started popping off, to say the least, while they were mm-hmm. about to do that. Yep. Yeah. Um, this was also the ship that Hera piloted on Ryloth, which was presumably her first ever takeoff in her life, and we saw it on screen. It was a yeah. row-class transport shuttle. Boom. Lots of deets on the row-class transport shuttle there. Um, I already mentioned how we're annoyed that they called it Return to Camino, but I'm still annoyed <laughs> now that we're I on know, our way there. Uh, yeah, everybody knows it's a trap. It doesn't matter. And Echo, um, when we're back with uh, Omega and Echo finds like this moment to give her like an actual parental lesson when she's freaking out about going to rescue Hunter, and he's like, look... We've got to make a plan. We've got to get the ship together. Like standing here and being like kind of having a a hissy about it isn't going to help anything. And um, I really appreciated that because we've we've treated Omega like part of the team, which I guess is um, good. She needs to feel like a part of something, but she's not really getting treated like a kid and she's not really getting taught any of these lessons that are important and i thought it was really good to see that everyone needs a little patience mm. and um you know it, it turns out we find out later in the episode that she's actually older than all these guys and they're the ones protecting her but it still makes sense to mm-hmm. me for some reason um i don't know i liked it it seemed appropriate and uh, i think the uh, i think the comment later that we come across later on with or the conversation between crosshair and hunter about Omega is very, very interesting too, because, yeah. um, you know, through this whole, de- whole episode, Hunt, you know, Crosshair is really trying to get across to Hunter that you're trying to be something that you're not, you're not like the regs. And here we see echo who is a reg mm-hmm. teaching a very teachable moment and is good with kids where Hunter has not been the greatest with kids throughout this whole series. Like he's getting better, but he is not near the level that Echo is same thing with tech. He's just not. Yeah, Echo had a nice little moment savvy. with her in in the in the tube as well on their way mm-hmm. uh, to to P- Tapioca City, as I like to call it. Um, <laughs> but I I think it's interesting, like you were saying, Crosshair and Hunter are at odds this whole episode. It's like the whole main yeah. focal point, but they're also both correct. Like they were, they were just living completely different experiences, and neither one of them are wrong, which makes that debate even harder because it's not like you can just show someone like, no, this is what you're not getting. It 
because they both were doing the best they could in in the situation they were in at the time. Right. There was a little side comment from Wrecker where he says that he dropped off Gregor with Sid and Sid wasn't too happy about it. And <laughs> and uh, I like that they threw that in there because, yeah, I would want to know what happened to Gregor if he was just not there all of a sudden and not with them and we just picked him up. But also, hear me out, I think it would have been way smarter to have this episode that we're talking about today return to Camino with that little side comment with that little side comment about uh Gregor's with Sid and then we have the filler episode of the Sid and Gregor antics of them driving each other crazy to build anticipation between this and the finale <laughs> and then the finale and then we get rid of that stupid yeah. swarmed episode which was just not it for me yeah infested yeah. yeah 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 infested that that's what it was uh so yeah. here's a fun question why why do you think they didn't bring gregor with him he's crazy i think they, well, i mean he's crazy but he can fight I, I, he's smart i kind of agree with with uh justin i think that he's just maybe a little unknown they Burn just out. don't trust him because they don't know him enough yeah. yet but I, I he's formidable like he's capable even if he's a little right. wacky I mean, because oh, well, I, Paris Fair, he's I guess had I forgot. multiple he, traumatic head injuries. <laughs> he, well, he did get shot in the chest, too. Oh, that's so true. <laughs> I kind of forgot about that. Right As I that's said that, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> he did get Thanks shot in the chest. Thanks, Take him out. Times, he's been so. blown up. Yeah. Yeah. See, he's still good. Like, patch him up. And I, they were in a hurry. They got back. They fixed the ship. They got back to these days, though. They should be able to spray takes, him. And... But very true. Yeah. Uh, you know, but yeah, I would have thought they would have brought him with, but they did not. So that's how you know. can tell you've been reading the high Republic because you said they've got back to these days. Got back to oh, yeah. The old days when it was new back in the olden Shoot. days, they were still trying to grow it and worried about the drinker killing the crops and things. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, it wasn't legal that you had to have your medical card to use it. <laughs> yeah. Some planets you could get back to other planets. It was completely illegal. They were using recreational back to and the outer <laughs> rim. It was crazy. <laughs> I mean, at this point, we have back to like just the tubes, right? But by the time we get to Mandalorian, we've got spritz, it like spritz. in a spritz, spritz, yeah. and a robot, and you're good to go. So that's more um, of like an emergency yeah. band aid. I feel like the the spray back to it's definitely not like a full dunk in the tank. No way. It's the an- stinging antibacterial yeah, spray. This will like hold you over, until scrape we, your knee yeah. <laughs> until you get the boo boo band aid. Up a little yes. bit, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That, that's probably not true. I have no idea. <laughs> it just seems <laughs> <Yeah>. right. <laughs> um, I also thought it was interesting. ESO two. That's one of the elite squad troopers. The female one. I think the only female one. Right? Are there? I think there's two. Are there two? And one of the female ones. Then. Um, um. Hey, right here. Can you put in? She's a lady. Rampart Rampart was a little surprised. Uh, Rampart was a little surprised that it was just Hunter that he had. He was expecting. I think he was a little disappointed too. But the whole thing, yeah, like yeah. He, well, he's the, just he's him? the worst. And he said schedule. I mean, get a life. He did. Ugh. Um, but ESO two, like I was gonna say, she questions Crosshair's mm-hmm. motives, and and she says that to Rampart, and she's like, I don't, I don't trust him. Whatever. Um, 
and I th- I think that's important. I get the feeling, you know, do, does she does she have a reason to suspect this? Is she just being paranoid and misreading it? Is she a reliable narrator? Um, I think that we're hinting at Crosshair isn't really as committed to this allegiance as he's letting on. Um, so I. I know he Maybe. says the whole thing later on about I've had my inhibitor chip removed and this is just who I am, but I think he's being, um, I think he's being like kind of emo and and sorry for himself, and he just wants them to accept him regardless. Um, I think maybe he was even lied to about his inhibitor chip, maybe, but uh, I think he is not as committed to the empire as we are being led to believe. Mm -hmm. And I think this is like a good clue to that is, is she coming, which maybe it's a power grab by her too. And she's just trying to undermine him and be the boss. I don't know, but uh, I, I feel like we're going down this path where we're, we're bringing crosshair back into the bad batch. Uh, And I think that was a hint at it. Maybe I'm wrong. Do we, maybe you guys disagree. Do we think that maybe since she is not a clone, right? And at this point she's spent enough time with Crosshair and she's kind of seen what they're doing with the clones and and how they associate with each other maybe and and what they're doing. Maybe at this point she realizes, "Hey, I don't trust this guy with his brothers because they could he could flip like a coin and go to the other side where and that's the human I don't want to say human, but like that's the non-clone analysis in her head that these guys are so tight with each other and they've been together for so long that I could see something happening there. And she's trying to give Rampart that heads up and just thinking through it logically. I think from like a logical standpoint of hers, that might make sense. But the other side of that is if this is really just her being kind of paranoid and nothing amounts to it, what's the Mm -hmm. point of including it in the show? You know what I mean? What was the point of that dialogue at all? If it turns out that Crosshair is fully committed and there's no reason to question his loyalty and yada, 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 what? True. Why yeah. would it even exist? But so, it turns out she's right. Yeah. Uh, we think, <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. still a little ambiguous because it ended with Crosshair getting stunned, but uh, that's my my we're gonna find out on friday hopefully (laughs) we can get this episode out before then (laughs) yeah um yeah but so we finally are getting the rest of the bad batch arriving on camino to to the rescue and i don't know if this jumped out at anybody else and i know we discussed like they know how to scramble their signature and and hide their ship and all these things and they they explained to hera how to do it which was a cool little moment but they flew right by those star destroyers and they like they're like oh look there's the two star destroyers and camino is fully evacuated there's no traffic going in or out even if they're completely scrambled somehow which to me, I didn't know that scrambling your signature meant that you didn't even show up on scans at all. I thought it just meant it didn't show who you really were. I'll, That's what I would have assumed, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll breeze over that. So even assuming that you don't just pop up on the scanners of these Star Destroyers, like they were right in visual proximity. 
I, I, like someone could have just been like, "What's that ship doing?" I, I don't know. It I mean, seemed now, like- <laughs> I don't think they were that close in space, though. Like, I don't think the star destroyers would have been able to see them with the naked eye. Okay, maybe not. It just seemed like yeah. the, to me, I was like, "Geez." They did look like they would have been in scanner range, though. It seems like you should have popped up on the other side of the planet or something. I don't know. Right. Just, it, whatever. N- picking a nit. I get. Maybe we just liked <laughs> the visual, but you know, a lot of a lot of weird strategery here on their parts. Because also immediately after that, after this entire trip from Ord Mantell to Camino, which is gotta be some amount of time, we're hovering down like feet above the surface of the ocean, and Omega is still like, no, I swear it's there, it's there, it's there, it's there. Yeah. Like, dude, you could have clued him in, like, oh, by the way. The reason no one's going to know about this landing pad is that it's literally under the water and going to rise up out of it when you're hovering like inches above the surface of the sea. Nice. Oh, man. I mean, (laughs) it's like, well, are you sure there's nothing here? Like, it was was crazy to me. She did. I mean, in fairness, in the beginning, she did say there's a platform. But she didn't, yeah, you're right. Yeah. She didn't say, hey, it's underwater and it only comes up when you get close enough to it. I, I mean, I'm it's just got a little saying, sensor. You're going into the, sensor. the belly of the beast here. Like they're going into occupied zone to free a captive yeah. prisoner. And like, I think you want to dot your I's and cross your T's at that point and be like, hey, let's, yeah. you're going to, you got to get right down on the water. We're going to get off on the thing. And then tick, tech, goggles, teak, teak, the smart guy. Mm. who finally we get on this platform that she didn't tell anybody about is like, well, now what do we do? Now we're in the middle of the, like you idiot. They put this secret platform here. Of course, there's a way to get to the city. Like you dummy. (laughs) (laughs) Like that's, there's no way you're the genius guy and you couldn't figure out like, he could have been Maybe like, he thought there was like a boat coming or where something. is the thing <laughs> like, that gets us to this city is legitimate right. question. But like, Oh, now we're stuck. Like, Oh, of course you're not stuck. You doofus. What a dumb thing to say. But these, uh, these, he's been doing that all season. He has I, like, my, I would have been okay though. If, if she said, Oh, we have to call those giant flying manta ray things that we saw in, <laughs> if in uh, attack of the clones and like cool. mount those and fly those over there like the Kaminoans do. I would have been okay with that too, but she's like, uh, no, we got a tube that, tube that takes us to places. We've got a tube. Yeah, and, the, uh, the she... tube kind of reminded me of the um, the the transport systems they talk about on the Chiss worlds in the Ascendancy books, yeah. so like where they're. Oh yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and and the spheres from the Into the Dark novel, similar kind of thing. Um, but yeah, tubes and the way she said tubes, tubes. I'm going to do one now. Uh, it, has anybody seen Get Him to the Greek? Yeah. Yeah. It's been a while. So yes. there, there's this there's this silly song uh that Russell Brand sings called Bangers, Beans and Mash, where he's like, We take the t- tubes to go home. The t- and when she's like, We take the tube to go to the like I'm like, Oh my gosh, I can hear the song. Find the signs. The signs for the tube to come home. I need the tube to get home. Another night, I'm here alone. My eyes so tired from staring at this phone. Why won't you call and come home? Please call and that come whole infant sorrow soundtrack is Spotify. Oh, I've listened to the whole thing many times. It's phenomenal. 
exactly. I think it's like some of the best fake music, which it's not fake music because obviously they really wrote it and performed it, but it's made for a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's I mean, it's not best, better like, than Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles coming out of our shelves, but the is that the uh, from the stage I, Vanilla Ice rap? No, no, this coming is from the stage out show. Of shells. <laughs> I don't know that I'm yeah, familiar with that. Coming out of Apparently, yeah, remember that. Apparently, just went you, to it. You were like an adult when that happened. So. He took the kids <laughs> to see it. <laughs> yeah, and you used to have to go to Pizza Hut to get that. <laughs> Back in the day, it was like you go to get the cassette and the poster. I went. I went. I saw yeah. it at the Fox Theater in Detroit. Yeah, at the Fox. That's what they call it if you're a local. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Good concert. Are we in the tubes? Did they take the tubes, tubes. to go to the Tapioca City. Mm-hmm. Um. Echo says that the Kaminoans keep a lot of secrets because these tubes and the landing pad were both secret. And I'm curious what other secrets is Echo talking about? Probably the inhibitor chips Things that we all know brain. about. But um, mm-hmm. are there others that we don't know about? There wouldn't yet? be secrets if we knew all of them, Kyle. True. I know, but I want to know. That's the thing. Yeah. That's how secrets work. <laughs> if you know them, they're a secret. And if you don't, you want to know. Then, like, it's just the nature of the beast. But there's another nice little like parenting moment in that tube too, where Omega's clearly all upset. She's even got like, cause they just came in out of the Camino omnipresent storm and she's got like emo down bangs in her eyes, hair, uh, <laughs> being all sad. And, uh, her heart's in Ohio. <laughs> Come back to Texas. Uh, but she's, um, She's feeling sad, and I, I think she's sad about Hunter, but I think she's also sad thinking about Nala Say, going through the secret tubes mm-hmm. that Nala Say showed her and going to her her secret lab and all these things, and I think she's feeling nostalgic, because that was, I know they had like a very business relationship, but Nala Say did save her a multiple times throughout this series, and I think was essentially her mother figure, right? Her only parent figure she yeah. probably really had, so think she's feeling sad about that and poor nala say is seems to be a imperial captive these days yeah yeah pressed yeah. into yeah, service I, by the empire against that, her will much like galen or so it didn't strike me that nala say was unfair to her or treated her no, poorly in so. any way so i think that's why she kind of feels that way yeah yeah i uh i wonder if we're gonna go try to rescue nala say since omega Caesar is like a mother. Is that going to be part of season two? Who knows? I don't know. She's going to be on Exegol. Oh, Jesus. Here we go. This freaking guy. Hey, Exegol has already showed up in the comics. I know. Yep. I know. Hey, we're, if we're, I'm, you know what? I'm, I'm all for it. If we're fleshing out that story and giving some deets, then let's go ahead and do it. And actually, when Exegol showed up in the yeah. comics, you're talking about in the Vader comic, right? Yeah. It was yeah. pretty dope. I got to admit, it was pretty sweet. Where he's riding the big mm-hmm. monster thing, and yeah, it was awesome. Um, and we are getting these TK troopers here, and I, I guess it's just because I've watched so much Clone Wars and stuff lately. But the the different voices for the enlisted soldiers as opposed to the clones really, really, really stood out to me. Um, it, it makes them noticeably unique, not just the different armor, but also the the voices. Mm-hmm. And that leads us yeah. to one of 
I don't, I don't know. Is it one of many conversations or is it an ongoing conversation between Hunter and Crosshair that gets interrupted by changing rooms and or blaster battles throughout the whole episode? Ongoing, I'd say. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Well, this is the beginning. I, you know, when, I, when, I'm, when I was grabbing these audio clips, I actually thought about that. I thought about, let me take every section of Hunter and Crosshair and just put that conversation together and see what it would sound like it's probably about when it's all together, no interruptions and just hear the back and forth between them. Just because I thought that would actually probably be interesting to hear when it's all crammed together versus in secular pieces like it is now. But uh, yeah, this is the first, uh, first like deep conversation between Hunter and Crosshair. Like walking down the hall. Where are all the regs? When did you start caring about them? No Kaminoans either. This facility's being decommissioned. You don't seem too concerned. Why would I be? Because the Empire will be phasing out clones next. Not the ones that, that matter. What a, a ship was detected entering the system. I did put these together. Below scanner range. It's them. I'll notify the scouts. Don't bother. They'll come to us. They don't leave their own behind. Most of the time. Oof. You tried to kill us. We didn't have a choice. <sighs> and I did. That's, yeah, that's oof. good stuff. And it, it's the first. This happens uh, all throughout the episode. It's a. There's a bunch of examples. And it's like I just said. Hunter is right. He was shooting at them. They were under attack. They mm-hmm. had a little kid with them. Hunter, or actually Wrecker, got taken out. Like They had no choice. They had to leave. They could not stay and, and take Crosshair with them. There, there was nothing else they could really do. And he was right. Crosshair's right, too. They mm-hmm. His inhibitor chip kicked in, and they said, you've got to... Uh, attack these deserting clones and he had to attack them and he had no control over that so they're both upset with each other even though they did the best they could in in the given situation and my prediction is that's what we're going to get next episode is we're trapped under Camino and we're going to have to find a way to escape and then we're going to be trapped probably on our ship together but either way Hunter and Crosshair are going to be in this close proximity um, and they're going to have to come to terms with all this stuff at some point. Ash no some at, things no out. No one's at fault. No. 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 And no. there's just so much anger that they've got to get over. Because I think that the ending of this episode where they take Crosshair with them and Omega gives Hunter that look like, yeah, that, let's do the right thing. Because she's been the, yeah. let's save Crosshair, let's save everybody. This whole Sid, the Deveronian whose name I can't think of right now, like... She's going to save everybody. Just Roland? Be- yeah, there you go. Yeah. Just because it's the mm-hmm. right thing to do, and we saved Crosshair. And I, I think we're de- we're definitely leading up to, and I, I'm saying definitely, I'm setting myself up to fall flat on my face and be completely wrong, but <laughs> I, we're, we're leading up to Crosshair coming back and being like, okay, I get why you guys had to do that, and they're going to understand why he had to do what he did, and, and we're going to yep. find a way to, to get over it. Or get, I don't, get I don't think you make I don't think you make a second season with Crosshair being on the Imperial side again. I would that you, I you've think so. done that for a whole season. I think he goes back into the Bad Batch. 
they moved to season or they moved to season two and it's them against the empire and maybe and finding other clones or yeah and, and ESO two is probably leading that squad then at that point right right and there's other things going on or bigger bads in the second season than what we're seeing here I just I I don't see that going on so and and yeah. also in that clip where where he says they they don't leave their own behind uh most of the time clearly a dig <laughs> um but I, I, shots fired yeah again it's. I think it's more proof that what he's really feeling is betrayed and hurt more yeah. than like, I love the empire and I love killing people and yada, yada, which I, I do think he's like a little more callous than the rest of them. You know, there's definitely a sliding scale from record across hair with the others somewhere in between. But, um, I, I do think he is mostly hurt by them because they were brothers and they were a team and, he was the odd man out and it could have been any of them. It was just by chance because the way the inhibitor chips worked, but he was the one that got left out. And of course, yeah. Um, yeah. that's hurtful. I, I can, I can, um, empath- nail empathize. on the head. Yeah. Nail on the head, Kyle. That was perfect. Um, and then we're going to cut back to the others down in Nalase's secret lab. And there was some good dun, exposition dun, dun. in here. Ooh, yes. Yeah. That looks like every other Kaminoan lab to me. Not exactly. Most in Topoka City don't know about it. Hunter's comm is still active. I'll pinpoint his location. I'll tap into the system. I don't get it. What's so special about this lab? It's where I was created. Whoa. You all were here too. Whoa. What do you mean? Right, Joey. Your mutations were enhanced in this room. Whoa. Experimental Unit 99 began right here. I was there. Wow. Is that true? How could I possibly know that? It was only for a short time before you were sent to be with the other clones. Something's not right. All the central files have been wiped. There's nothing in the system. Anyone else think that's weird? So weird. So weird. <laughs> oh, uh, so the man, the man wears his heart on his yeah. sleeve along with his brain. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So o- Omega said this is where she was created. And I think that means this is where Boba was created too. That's my mm-hmm. assumption. Yeah. Huge canon implications right there. Although he's not a secret. He was like part of the deal. Right, but he was made separate from all the other clones, and he and Omega are like mirror images of each other, right? Weren't they the only two made? Yeah, I don't know that they're mirror images, though. Well, they're the How crazy only two unadulterated How? ones. Yeah, they're the yeah. only two unaltered. So I, I assumed yeah. that meant they were made congruently at the same time. Maybe not. Mm, not necessarily, because they could have been just created and then not altered but how crazy is that how much of a plot twist is that that now you find out omega is older mm-hmm. than wild yeah than the rest of the bad batch you are all in what do we think they're like mid to late they seem 20s like 30s you know creeping up on 30 right yeah yeah, yeah. like how crazy is that that she is now their older sister but she's younger than they are 
Yeah. Age wise, yeah, I guess. Yeah. It's just that's because a trip. Of their enhanced it's aging so trippy. And stuff. Well, it's because she's an un- unadulterated clone. Yeah. Unaltered. Yeah. Um, I also thought it was interesting that she witnessed their creation. And then if you think back to the first one or two episodes of The Bad Batch, where she's like total fangirl, following him around like a lost puppy, like she literally watched him. Yeah be created and has been presumably following them the whole time and like she's an og fan like original Mm -hmm. original fan down since day one yeah yeah (laughs) um and you know yes i'm gonna make another silly reference but when tech is like how could i possibly know that it reminded me of uh kip from napoleon dynamite where he's like, like anyone could even know that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know why that made me think of it. But um, I used to love that movie. Do we? Um, <laughs> we already mentioned Echo, uh, or Echo mentioned that the central files have been wiped, right? And there's yeah. nothing in the system. Yep. And I, I love that we're seeing the the empires completely cleaning house and they're doing this changeover like the propaganda and the um i guess concealment of information and and i wonder if i know it's just one line um but the cloning dark science all that kind of stuff from rise of skywalker is really really messy because obviously cloning is a very something that people are very familiar with. There was an entire army of the Republic made of clones. So like how can cloning be a secret? Um, but I wonder if we're wiping all the records of cloning and we're taking the clone, uh, the, the scientists that make the clones into custody and, um, are, are we, done. are we just wiping it all away? And, and are we to believe that somehow between this time period in the rise of Skywalker, um, it's become sort of like the Jedi. We're like, Oh, was that even real? Like we don't, it's only been 54 years. I did the exact math 54 yeah. years from now to, um, rise of Skywalker. That's like one generation. That seems like a long time to completely erase an army of clones from history. But, I don't know. It's just a thought I had, you know, uh, because that was a, a crazy thing to think of. These guys not being familiar with clones. Yeah. I think that's part of it. But I also think that it's like, uh, you know, think about the people are that like, I'm not getting a vaccine. I don't know what's in that. Who knows what's in that? Like, it could be like the, <laughs> what do you science. mean cloning? I, I don't know how to make clones. Like, that's not real, you know? <laughs> I mean, I could see though, but so by the time you said 54 years, Mm -hmm. so by the time Rise of Skywalker comes around 50 years later, there's we they know there was a Clone Wars, right? They know what happened. I mean, it's right in the name, but there's called Clone Wars, but the yeah, the clones have been wiped out, the vehicles have been destroyed, the technology is gone, the people who created the clones are gone, there's nothing left of it to basically say this actually happened. Except all the almost, people that are still like everybody, even if you were born in well, that time that lived, period, yeah. your parents, like everyone who is alive, yeah. at least their parents would have been alive during the Clone Wars. Like, but that's why he, so like when he's saying that's crazy. dark science, right? He's like, nobody knows how they freaking even made these clones because that technology is gone. It doesn't exist anymore. 
So it's it's the only people around are the people that were alive during the Clone Wars to talk about it and to tell the story. Um, and those species, I mean, I don't know. It's, it seems like, I don't know, because other than the Emperor who lives forever, apparently, like everybody else is like gone that was around there other than Han, who was a young boy at the time. Right? And Chewie. Well, Chewie's pretty old, so... Well, I mean, it's only 54 years. If I mean, yeah. Lor Santeca would have been alive. For, uh, mm. All of the Wookiees, yeah, presumably, would have been alive. Like, I mean, any... Yeah, go ahead, Josh. Anyway. Um, well, I remember, and obviously this is probably more a function of, like, where the canon was at the time, but I remember, like, pre-prequels, they used to play it up, like, Palpatine kind of um, deleted every, like, got rid of mm-hmm. everything about the Clone Wars. Um, and I think they're kind of playing off that, like, the Dark Times quote from A New Hope. But they used to, they that's how they used to present anything pre-OT was, like, the Emperor got rid of all the history of that, like, you, which would make sense. access. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, and they I, did I don't some know of that they, in the, um, the Alphabet Squadron books, too. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how much that still applies now that we, um, you know, have all of this stuff explained to us and all this media that ha- covers the previous time period. But that's definitely the way that they used to present it is that, you know, it was kind of wiped from, you know, people's memory by cover, you know, him, his government yeah. covering it up. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, in the most democratic way that I can say this, we've been saying it for a long time, but if they can use the all these millions of star wars tv shows that are coming out to um fix up some of those problematic story points from the sequel trilogy i think that would be really really beneficial and i'm all for it so uh, i mean i i think almost everybody takes some kind of issue with at least one movie in that trilogy and in some some back information could i think tighten it up for most of those people completely agree and uh as we as we're sitting in this lab we find out the empire is erasing more than just the medical records do not shoot i am az three four five two one one omega i am relieved it is you what are you doing down here i am in hiding soldiers were deactivating droids and forcing key kaminoan medical personnel onto transports those who resisted were eliminated the clones did that no these were other soldiers. All clone troopers were reassigned and transferred off-world, with the exception of CT-9904. Crosshairs here? Uh, should have known. It is not safe here, Omega. You must leave. We can't. Not without Hunter. Found him. His Found him. is pinging from the central cloning <laughs> platform. Good timing. Come on, AZ. You're with us. Yeah, so... Empire's just getting rid of everything. Yeah. Droids, clones. They're wiping the records, files, that's for sure. They're yeah, burning the whole thing down. And that is one thing I would I would like to see this show dig into in subsequent seasons is what did happen to all these clones. We know, you know, a few of them escaped, a few of them died, you know, a few of them were taken. But what about all these ones that the inhibitor chip worked and they just got decommissioned? You know, they got taken mm-hmm. somewhere. I don't, as far as I know, we don't really know what happened to them other than they went away. I do have some AZ details though, if I may. Yes. His proceed. full name, which he started, 
did not get to the end of. It's quite long. I'll try to do it without messing up. It's AZ34521189624649871. He goes by AZ for short because that is... also Kyle's bank account number if you need it. (laughs) Yes. Only for deposits. Hit me up. I'll give you the routing number. Uh, Yeah. 34521189624649872134. He goes by AZ. I would also abbreviate it if that was my name. But he is the medical droid who assisted fives that we mentioned earlier to investigate the, quote, tumor... That caused Tup to lose control because that was like the propaganda. They were kind of, oh, like he had some weird tumor. It was just a freak mm. thing, but mm, nope. Uh, but that's how Fives and Rex learn of these inhibitor chips when AZ did the scan, took it out, did a little like uh, fancy logic on AZ to convince him to do it, even though it was like technically against the rules. Um, you can see all of this. Clone Wars Season 6, Episode 2 and 3, which finishes up the arc that we mentioned earlier with uh, Tup and, you know, this whole thing. Season 6, Episode 1. So, I also, I'm making another bold prediction. I'm making a lot of calls here. I still think, and I think I've mentioned this before, I still think AZ, who is an experienced inhibitor chip removal surgeon is going to remove Crosshair's chip that hasn't actually been removed yet, despite what he said. What about uh, Gregor's? Yeah, I don't know. But Gregor said his was out or something already, didn't he? There was something about his. Did he? He, Uh, There has to have been something about when he got blown up, because he's definitely not following orders already. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, good point. I could see that. Or if they, uh, they find Wolf, Rex brings Wolf along. They get his out. Yep. I got a good little uh maybe A Z good little platoon. Maybe A Z goes off with Rex to just we'll just uninhibit all the clones we can find and free as many of yep. my brothers as possible. I don't know. We'll stun them first. Uh, and then obviously A Z doesn't have anywhere to go because his home is getting blown up as we speak. He got fired. Pretty much. Spoiler yeah, alert. He got fired. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you haven't already watched the episode. <laughs> But we uh, go back to the central cloning platform where we have Hunter and Crosshair both trying to convince each other of their side. It's another example of they're just two sides of the same coin and, and can't see the other's perspective yet. And Hunter says Crosshair is being controlled by his inhibitor chip. And immediately, right when they're like about to get to the bottom of what's going on, the alarms go off and the troopers leave to go intercept the Bad Batch. Um, and what's going on with crosshairs inhibitor chip, I think is like the big question of the episode. Um, I, when did it get taken out? I think it's crazy that I I get why crosshair says it doesn't, does it matter because he's saying to them, does it matter when it came out? I'm part of your team. We're brothers. We should be in this together regardless of, if I never had it, if it's still in right now, anywhere in between, why does it matter when it got taken out? But it does, of course it matters because mm-hmm. if he was actually shooting them to kill after the inhibitor chip was out, then like, yeah, that matters. And you don't really have the moral high ground at that point either, you know? So um, when was it removed? I don't believe that it was removed. I think they're going to scan him and find it. And 
he had been lied to or he was lying to them because he wanted them to to respond without that being part of it. Hmm. If he doesn't have it anymore, I think the only way that I believe it is if it was it had something to do with when his head was all jacked up from the explosions. Yeah. Because <clears throat> it, it, it begs the question, if he says he had it done a long time ago, does does a long time ago mean prior to their encounter with Kanan and he was shooting at Kanan because that was the mission at the time or, or Caleb, sorry, it, Caleb. It Doom. couldn't have been before then. Cause they didn't it, even, weren't even aware it existed. Maybe Crosshair was aware that it existed and we haven't found that out yet. That would be a whole other, plot that would line be to pick a up in the last huge, episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think they were like, asking it, like, was it out because they had that shootout in the hangar where Crosshair yes, was yeah. first trying to kill him and they were trying to escape with Omega. Mm-hmm. Was it out then is the real right. question. But, it, but to the point, to your point, it does matter. It I does matter it when you got it. When you, if you're saying you had it removed, it does matter when you, when, when, whether it was that scene or back with Caleb or whenever it does matter and, to them. And, and, and uh, from Crosshair's perspective, I, I do understand why he would say like, if I'm your brother, like we said, and we have each other's back no matter what, why does that matter to you? Why does it matter when it came out? But, you know, yeah. I, I still yeah. I still agree that it ultimately it would make a difference to me too. But I'm yeah. I'm still not there. I don't think I don't think he's had it out. I just don't. And I Josh, to your thing about when he got fried by the by the ship, um, and it jacked up the side of his face. When they took out Rex's and Five's inhibitor chips, they were embedded in the brain. So I just don't see how that could happen. They'd have to like fry his actual brain. It would have killed him. I think if it were to destroy the inhibitor chip in his head, which that kind of contradicts the Gregor thing about it got blown up and it got whacked, but um, I don't know. I think if it was a burn, it would have had to like burn all the way through his skull. Maybe I'm wrong, but like enough head trauma is enough to maybe just crack the chip or break it, make it short circuit or something. It's not functional, but maybe it's still in there. Yeah. 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 I gotcha. Yeah. So we, we, they're under what the training facility here. Is that right? Yeah. So they, they escape to the training facility um, because that's where Crosshair has a plan to confront them there. And, and, tech assumes it's going to be a trap so instead of just walking in the front door uh we're going to take the lift instead and do we have a clip of that Mm-hmm. according to the comm signal hunter is directly above us the training room training that's room. open ground if crosshair's waiting he'll pick us off oh he's waiting precisely why we will not be going in through the main entrance like he would expect we'll enter through the lift that should give us a slight advantage Omega, wait here. No, we should stick together. Oh, that goes right. Cross has after us, not you. Stay out of sight. False. If things go south, we'll send you a signal. Get back to the ship and contact Rex. I love this part. <laughs> oh. Well, guess you were wrong about that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> here's smarty pants tech like oh we'll just take the lift up well 
I mean, we've seen the training room before. The lift just goes to right the bottom to the dead center with no level cover. Of yeah, the, what, what they would call the kill zone. Yeah, not the safest in the place most to be. common terms. So, I mean, I get he was uh, guess going fair, for the element of surprise, but yeah. To be fair, he is not the. I don't think he's the military strategist of the group. I don't know he's what just he is. The smarty pants guy, allegedly. He, uh, that's not really working either. But no, as they as evidence, they got up there and no longer had the high ground. Like I mean, they didn't the have the high ground. They settings? didn't have the element of surprise. They did not have cover. <laughs> like you, they did not have put it on level zero when you nothing. probably put it at level three, so you could get above them. Maybe I don't know, but uh, yeah, that was a. Bold move, Cotton. Yeah, it's a bold move. move. I do. I do like Did that we out. are ending up in the training facility, though. It's a nice little kind of. It's a nice little Beautiful. place for the clones yes. to end. It's we've seen it multiple times. It's a bookend to this season. Uh, it's also a bookend to kind of Camino in a way, because from the Clone Wars, one of, at least for me, one of my favorite Camino arcs is the one with. Uh, the D squad where they're going through the, the Citadel in the training facility and they can't pass. And that's where we meet clone, uh, 99. And I, I thought it was really nice to see them in there and ending that way. Mm-hmm. But we see the training facility, like I just mentioned, uh, where they do the Citadel challenge. It was first seen in clone Wars season three, episode one clone cadets. That's a clap. I mean, I was, I'm repeating myself because I pretty much just said this, but it's a classic episode. And that's where we first meet um, 99, Bad Batch namesake. Uh, it also appears in Aftermath earlier in this season. Like I mentioned, a great action sequence in that episode. That's where Rampart being a turd and Tarkin also always a turd, trying to prove that they're not really that special, but they kind of proved him wrong. Uh, the Citadel Challenge, which I mentioned takes place here in the training facility, is a clone training exercise similar to Capture the Flag, and uh, it encourages teamwork and determines if clones are ready to go into battle. And I mm-hmm. I really, really enjoyed that. I think, it, I think maybe it was only a two-episode arc, um, but you get some Shock T in there. You get some hired bounty hunters training the clones. Um get a little bit of like inner turmoil it was really good i like it um mm-hmm. yeah there's a training facility but we're we're confronting crosshair here and omega they they say to to wait wait downstairs and call rex if there's trouble and then immediately well i've got two thoughts on call rex if there's trouble one i feel like this is clearly indicating that we're definitely calling rex next episode right like if rex is the yeah. guy that we're going to yeah. call for in trouble on camino uh and clearly the last scene of this episode we're in trouble on camino so stands the reason we're going to call rex uh yeah but also wouldn't it have been smart for omega to run and call rex real quick even if she's like no they're in trouble i've got to help i get it i get the instinct and she did kind of help i think um mm-hmm. but why not run and call rex first like, hey, stuff's popping off here on Camino. We might need a hand. And now I'm going to go return to send the whatever droids up. Maybe they had like a pre-recorded message that all she had to do was push a button and relay it. And we just don't see that. 
No, because you know I mean? like, AZ was like, oh, that's the signal. We've got to go back to the ship and call Rex, like they said. And she said, no, <laughs> they're in oh, trouble. True. We need to help. <laughs> yeah. No. F, about F that. our yeah. directive. <laughs> We're I'm surprised they waited that long to push the panic button when they got up to the top, though, because yeah. they like waited for. I would have been sitting there like, "Oh crap! Oh crap! Oh crap! Yeah, oh crap! Oh crap!" As, hitting the button as like, soon as Wrecker was ah. like, "Oh, I guess you were wrong about that." Like, "Yep, yep, yep! Hit the yeah. thing! Hit the thing! Yep. Get, hit the call, thing! Hit the call thing. the thing for the get the nurse." Yeah. Yep. Then, Definitely in trouble. <laughs> Crosshair totally predicted their move, and of course, Omega like par for the course. And here's the one thing: I'll, this is going to call back to what I mentioned earlier about. Echo being a better father. If Hunter's being the dad slash big brother and slash little brother slash younger, younger big brother. Um, and he's the military strategist. He has not even ingrained in this child who is now fighting on the front lines with them that like, when you get a direct order from the commanding officer, you have to follow it. I mean, goodness gracious, which I guess that's sort of like the whole Order 66 thing. But like this girl has not done her job regularly. She's just off doing what she feels like. Yeah. Sometimes it works out, but still, yeah. she's not good at following the rules. But she refuses to leave. I'm not convinced it was smart. She could should have called Rex first. But uh, I guess sending all, the, all those uh, droids up did lead to the best action sequence of the episode. Um, and the best music of the episode chaos. for me. So maybe oh, yeah. it was worth it in the Just end. Just chaos. But right before we get to mm-hmm. that, we did get um, some more dialogue with Crosshair and Hunter. So let's listen to that. We're running out of time, Commander. Hold your positions. So this was your grand plan. Bring us here and kill us. If I wanted you dead, you would be... Not that it wouldn't be justified. You betrayed everything we stood for. And for what? The Republic. We're loyal to each other, not some empire. You weren't loyal to me. Ouch. I was one of you. You may have forgotten, but I haven't. And it's why I'm going to give you but you never gave me a chance. Oh. Q crosshair taking out all the uh, other troopers. Boom. With his little, <laughs> pew, 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 pew. His little mirror yeah. jobby. Yep. Yeah. Uh, it was, I love when the, uh, like tech looks over and he notices it and he kind of like elbows. He's like, hey, look at Wrecker. That thing. Yeah. He's like, uh, Hey, it's about to go down. I don't know if you know this or not, but, yeah, it's about to happen. So, do we think that um, when when they spotted the mirrors, did did they know that they were set up to get the um, ES troopers, or did they think that maybe it was potentially set up to get all of them with one shot? I I think they Echo knew it was not for them because of the what what Crosshair was saying in that moment. He's like when he says, "I'm going to give you what you didn't give me a chance." And at that point, Echo's like, oh, okay. And that's that's the opportunity. I don't pulled, know if he pulled the that ES trigger troopers quick noticed after those. he said, I'm going to give you a chance. Yeah. I don't know if the ES troopers noticed them. Well, they all, definitely though. didn't, but they aren't they aren't keen to all of Crosshair's yeah, tricks, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. That was hard. I mean, but again, it's this, I lo- yeah. the 
the music there though and then what did he say um although it would have been justified yeah or if i if, if, I, if, I, if to I was going you, to kill you i would have yeah you'd be dead by now not that it wouldn't be justified and then there's just this thunder crack right after it and it's very ominous and then it shifts into his his piece about you know uh you know i am i was one of you i still feel like i'm one of you um you may have forgotten that but i haven't but i'm going to give you guys a chance so uh beautiful beautiful yeah these guys are still having kind of the same conversation again and again in in different words Mm -hmm. like you know what why didn't you help me why didn't you help me why didn't you try to get me and we did try to get you you tried to kill us we had to get away before you did and you know it's uh they're still not able to see each other's perspective yet um he he why didn't they stay and fight for him like he that's his thing i think is that i you know totally an insurmountable situation at the time i get it but how come like you guys didn't fight for me to to try to capture me and bring me back and do those things and i think that's what he's wrestling with Right, but from their perspective, I think they did, and they've mentioned it multiple times, and they Mm -hmm. did try to get him when they went back to Camino, and he he literally shot at them and tried to kill them. So I think that's where the disconnect is, because yes, he feels abandoned, but they did try to go help him, and he's yeah, he's not only in the belly of the beast, which is a thing they've done. But springing a prisoner that wants to get out is one thing. Going in and taking somebody out that doesn't want to leave is a whole other thing. Um, Agreed. And, you know, and they were under Sid's thumb for the majority of this series. And then, you know, they've been on mission after mission. So I I do see Crosshair's side, but I, I don't think it's fair to mm-hmm. say that either one of them are right or wrong because they're, they're both right. Mm-hmm. Um it just is the situation it was in. Sometimes things just can't work out perfectly for everybody, and they did not in this yep. situation. Yeah, as Palpatine intended. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Happy birthday to uh, we, Ian McDermott, I think. Yeah, I think that was yeah just this week. That was this week. Yeah. yeah. Um, we Friend did of get the show, a probably I don't know <laughs> bit of uh, crosshair parenting advice here as Again, well, which was he's not entirely wrong. <laughs> No, let's hear this. Sir, I found the girl. Send her on a shuttle off world. Crosshead, don't. It's for her own good. And yours. Omega belongs with us. Living among fugitives where she's in constant danger. You want to protect the kid and let her go? Stop pretending to be something you're not, Hunter. We're not like the regs. We never have been. We're superior. The Empire can't protect the galaxy without strength. This is what we were made for. Think of all we could do together. Join we were brothers me. once. We can be again. It's the way. Okay, so the way that this dialogue is written with the music that comes in behind it, it's it's very flowing and it's I don't want to call it jovial, but it's it's um lighter toned 
through the part where he's talking about Omega. And then all of a sudden it shifts back into that crosshair theme where it's bum and it's darker. And he's like, we have power. The empire needs power. Come join me and we can serve the empire together and rule as the bad batch. And it's just so cool how they tie the flowing music from one piece to the other that goes with this dialogue. It's just superbly done. I think it's really, really ironic how he has been extremely hurt and extremely upset this whole episode that he was abandoned by his brothers, the other clones, and left behind. And how he's saying that that's exactly what they have to do to Omega. And if they did, I I see his point. It's not without merit to yeah. say she's a child and it's dangerous, but... Uh, the the galaxy is dangerous in in a way right now. There's a lot of turmoil mm-hmm. regardless. And she would feel exactly the way Crosshair feels right now if they were to do that to her. They almost did mm-hmm. it in Cut and Run and tried to leave her with Cut Laquane with a nice family who is presumably going to go live a quiet life with a couple kids. And she was devastated. Um, yeah. You know, so she just wants to belong like them. And it's, again... Everybody thinks they know what's best and everybody's trying to do the best, but they just don't see like Crosshair doesn't understand that because he doesn't get that. That's all Omega wanted is to be part of the group and to have a family and to be one of the clones, you know, And, and these guys have from that point in the first episode, I'm pretty sure it was the first one where, um, Order 66 happened and all of them went one way and Crosshair went the other way and they've just gotten kind of farther and farther and farther apart and their experiences that they've had have really colored how they see things now and Crosshair is mm-hmm. like, I'm a soldier, I'm on the winning team, we hold all the cards come be a soldier and we'll do our missions and we've got everything we need. We're completely taken care of there. We're not even fighting a anybody that's difficult to fight, you know, like who's standing up to the empire in the first days of the empire. Nobody yet really not substantially. So, um, he's like, look, this is the deal. We're soldiers is what we're made to do. Who cares? Republic empire, whatever. It's all the same paycheck to me. Who cares? Let's go do our thing like we always have, but let's do it together. But the Bad Batch, they've been off helping people and seeing what the Empire is actually doing to people and how it's affecting people. And um, they've lived a whole other experience outside Mm -hmm. of this military industrial complex that Crosshair hasn't had yet. So we've said so many times how sheltered and uninformed the bad batch are, but crosshair hasn't even gotten out and seen the world as much as these other guys. And they haven't been influenced by Omega, which is the key to it too, because she is kind of the moral compass for these guys. And they were ready to do whatever and let anybody, anything happen to anybody until she has been the one speaking up the whole season. Like, no, I'm going to protect this person. We got to go save that person. We can't let this happen to this person just because because life is valuable because everybody deserves a second chance because it's the right thing to do for whatever reason um so we're just 
so, so, so far apart from each other right now. And it's going to be hard for them to bridge that gap. Mm -hmm. At first, I really thought that Crosshair was having a real like drink the Kool-Aid moment where he starts like Mm -hmm. waxing poetic about them making the Empire safe. But the way you kind of explained it makes more sense that he just wants to be with them and that's his avenue, you know? Yeah. And mm-hmm. you know, the, when the, when your boss says, Hey, here, I mean, think, think of Ryloth and they're like, the way I see it, Crosshair just gets the information he gets and he's a soldier and he does what the boss tells him. And of course they're only giving him the information that they want. So when he is told, you know, Shamsundula is whatever an an insurgent or a rebel or a uh whatever a rabble rouser anything you want to call it he's problematic he's bucking the system he doesn't want to follow the rules we're just trying to protect these people we're trying to give them good jobs at this mining facility yada 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 so look you're going to pretend to take out this senator we're going to put him in jail bada bing bada boom case closed it's going to be better for everybody you know i i can see him being sold on that i Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I mean, I I've made a lot of bold claims today, so maybe when we mm-hmm. see the finale, I'm gonna fall flat on my face, and everybody can come say I told you so. But uh, I don't know. That's the way it seems to me. I think he's uh, just a little bit afraid of the unknown. Crosshair, human nature. He he, ju- he likes yeah. He likes the uniformity of things, and he doesn't want to be out on his own and trying to figure things out the way that the bad batch has. And that's, I think scary to him. So, well, they didn't want it either. Yeah. Good point. You know, no, yeah, they, they, they kind of got either. to a point where they accepted their role in things. And unfortunately, Crosshair hasn't gotten to have those experiences, but you know mm-hmm. where I, I feel like these guys were right on the verge of getting to some of this stuff that we've been talking about and maybe finding some kind of common ground or at least starting to dig into it. And then boom, that's when all the droids that Omega triggered popped up and Hunter dives on crosshair. Cause it looked like maybe they were going to shoot at each other. So they're kind of wrestling around for a minute while the, the other bad batcher are, are shooting at the droids. And then eventually crosshair pops up and they're, he and Hunter are both shooting at the droids over each other's shoulders and protecting each other and working together. Uh, and this is where the music really stood out to me. We got, like a really like bold swelling version of that bad batch theme that we heard in the very first episodes and in the first arc from the clone wars. And then it kind of smoothed out into the rest of the battle, but it was a really fun action sequence. Like I said, I like the Mm -hmm. Citadel. So it was, yeah, it was was fun fun for me to see, but they, they of course managed to clear them out, but this is when ESO two, who is the same, elite squad trooper who said to rampart, she wasn't really trusting crosshair at the very beginning. Um, she locks him in there. She calls to rampart and she's like, look, he's lost control. So he says, that's cool. Leave them and pull everybody else out. So the bad batch, including crosshair have been locked inside the training facility and everybody else has been evacuated. And this is where rampart is, uh, on the space phone with Will of Tarkin. <laughs> All essential personnel have been removed from Camino. And the chief scientist? Secured. 
The cloning technology is now firmly under Imperial control. Very good, Admiral. You may fire when ready. Pause as he walks over to the viewing window. Move into position. Move into position. This whole... Oh. Yeah, that was all done really well. But when uh, you guys know the meme with um, Leonardo DiCaprio from the... Yeah, where he's pointing at the screen. It's from like the most recent <laughs> yeah. Quentin Tarantino movie. That's what I was like when he was like, you may fire when ready. I'm like, I oh, said the thing yeah. that Tarkin says. That's the thing. <laughs> That's his line. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I think in canon, this would be the first instance of it that we are aware of. Because True. this would be before yeah. Scarif and before Alderaan, which are the other two instances. Correct me if yeah. I'm wrong, Maybe, yeah. uh, but I don't think I am in, in this case. <laughs> wrong, Kyle. Uh, wrong. I don't think so. No, you're not. You're, you're really. I not do right. have some. Um, I do have some Tarkin details, yeah. though. If anybody's interested, let's go. This let's first go. one starts with a question. I would. I'm interested to know what rank Admiral Tarkin is in this exact scene where he tells Rampart he may fire when ready. Uh, Wikipedia, Wikipedia calls him a general, which I know is wrong. That's not the case because we know. That by the end of the Clone Wars, Tarkin was promoted to Admiral. So he's at mm-hmm. least an Admiral. And at some point after the formation of the Galact Empire, a Galactic Empire was made moff of the greater Seswena, Seswena? sector. So I don't know exactly when that promotion or whatever title change, I don't know what you call it, happened. Um I don't know, but I'm going to assume maybe he is Moff Tarkin by now. Or maybe in season two, we'll get to see him promote it. I don't know. I, I don't know for sure, but it's not really, not really, really clear. Because we do see him get promoted to Admiral, but we never see him get promoted to Moff, as far as I know. But Moff is a re- really weird word, especially now that I've said it like five times, but... It's a rank held by sector governors, and they were in charge of the sector's, quote, sector group, which is a formation that contained assets from the Imperial military and Imperial intelligence. Uh, So they're basically like the military leaders of a giant section of space. And by the fifth year of the Galactic Empire, there were a fixed number of 20 moths. So there was always 20 moths representing the different I guess 20 different sectors of the galaxy. And at that point, a new rank of grand moth was created specifically for Tarkin. And he could oversee all of the other moths and also overrule them. If there was a disagreement and he's the man, if you are a mega nerd, the moth rank insignia plaque, which is the little squares they wear on their chest are either five blue over three red and two gold or six blue over three red and three gold. I'm going to assume the six over three and three is for the grand moth. Maybe not though. So here we go. But Rampart does in that same uh, conversation with Tarkin confirm that the scientists and the cloning technology are under his control or I guess the empire's control Um, I'm really interested to see where they pull those threads. And if we can get that connected to um, the sequel trilogy or Mandalorian, 
because you know there was that crazy uh cloning facility with the experiments in the mandalorian 2 and some un- unanswered questions with all that stuff so uh i'm 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 really curious about the the cloning and where it goes moving forward mhm um and that is pretty much the end we get one last standoff with crosshair and uh hunter right after yep, they cleared the droids finished, uh, cleared the droids and this is the uh the final confrontation crosshair forget the empire this isn't you it's your inhibitor chip we can help you wrong I had my chip removed a long time ago. Since when? Does it matter? Yes. This is who I am. I had to keep the stun noise yeah, in there because it is, it is, uh, <laughs> it's been used heavily yeah. in uh, bad batch. Yeah. That was um, crosshair keeping it 100 there. Just nope. This is me. Was he though? Had the chip removed That's the thing. I'm not convinced he's a, a reliable narrator. Uh, and I, I addressed most of this stuff already earlier, but I, I think he's either lying because he wants to be accepted by them regardless, or he has been lied to because what he said was I had it taken out, which implies like he said, I want it taken out or he went to someone and said, take mm-hmm. it out. Like it was his decision. And I cannot imagine where he would go to rampart or whoever. I mean, that's his boss. I don't know who else he would go to, but whatever other Imperial <laughs> representative and be like, Hey, about this inhibitor chip, go ahead and remove mine. And they'd be like, Oh yeah, sure. That's fine. Let's just take it out. It's it's unfathomable. It doesn't make any sense. The only potential thing I can think of is if it got scorched by the, the star destroyer. But even then I think that would almost have to be like a short circuit and that would require a little bit of explanation, but I don't know. I still think AZ is going to remove it from crosshair because I think it's still in there and maybe they lied to him and told him it was taken out. Um, but Hunter does right after he stuns him, look down at his head to kind of check. I, I assume he was checking for a scar on the, but you can't see it because he's all chewed up from where he's scarred from the burn. Right. right. It's, it's hard because I think crosshair through this whole show has, even though we see him and we, we have kind of gotten a little bit of his, he's still very secretive. I think very yeah. elusive in his persona and like, who he is I, I don't think he has been as as flushed out as maybe some of the other bad batch characters so it's hard to say time either yeah, yeah do, does he strike you as a liar or does he strike you as a very smart man at this point i mean he's everything he's did in this episode to me seemed very logical and lying isn't I, always I don't, again, illogical too, I, no but but i don't think he was misleading anybody or like other under than what scenario but, would his inhibitor chip have been removed though i cannot imagine know, a single what, thing where that would have actually happened i can imagine them saying oh yeah we took it out already and mm. that being a lie or we took it out when you got burned which that wouldn't have really been a long time ago probably but um i would believe that he was lied to that 
it was taken out and it really wasn't. Or I would believe that he lied to them because he wants, like I said, he wants them to accept him because regardless. Uh, but I would not believe that it's still it, that he had it taken out because I just don't understand how. I mean, I will believe it if they say that's what happened, but like it just wouldn't make any sense to me. I, I can't imagine why the Empire yeah, would do that. I, I agree. I don't know. I mean, unless their whole mo like ramparts ramparts whole mo behind this was he knew about the bad batch or some somebody went to crosshair like they picked maybe crosshair because they figured he would be the most likely to be on board with their plan told him about the chip removed it and he's been without it this entire time but I don't know how that would happen without the Bad Batch knowing, yeah. hey, where's where's Crosshair? Oh, big, he's big in surgery. For what? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It just seems, uh, I don't know. I, I, You know, or if it was after that encounter where he got burned and then they took it out then because they had to. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. We'll find out. We find Presumably, out Friday. We'll find out, yeah. We will find out Friday. So... Epic, epic conclusion coming up to season one of the Bad Batch. We've got to we've got to mention the bombardment of Camino because it was gorgeous Ooh, yes, and the yes. it was beautifully, beautifully, beautifully executed. Um, I really liked it. It was it was um, kind of heart wrenching actually. Like I don't have mm-hmm. feelings about Camino specifically, but uh, you know to see this whole Clone Wars prequel era. Um, through which Camino was a center point just because, you know, all the clones were made there and we've seen all those full pods and it full of life and everything to see it completely yeah. empty and then the ultimately hall. destroyed was sad. It was sad. Yeah. I'm with you. I don't have any connection to Camino, but I, th- like you said, I think it's a bookend to in this era of star Wars and, uh, the mu- it looked good. The music cues were good for it. And I honestly, I had said this on the live stream, but like this could have been our, end to the season yeah 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 that would have been a huge cliffhanger yeah agreed um uh, but we got one more it definitely could have worked i'm selfishly glad they didn't because that would have been like really hard for me yeah. to wait a whole year to be like oh my god what happened to those guys under there but any bold pr- so i mean safe to say they're going to escape there's a season two but any predictions for how they're going to get out of there it looks like the whole shebang was going down pretty quick rex how are they going to get like, I, I mean, like, I don't understand how they're going to escape from that rubble that's falling down to the bottom of the ocean. That's like a pretty. <laughs> yeah, I um Rex. I, I think we're going to get, I, at least I would like to see. And I think I said it on the live stream, maybe or, or tweet on a tweet somewhere, but the emperor, I think I need, I want a little bit of conversation with the emperor and Tarkin maybe on the cloning, right? Mm. We've secured the Kemino. Good, good. Like, bring the Kemino in to Coruscant. That would be a really good, like, right before the credits roll to we're going to dig into this in season two or something like that. Yeah, it's... um, Roll it. It's interesting, though. (laughs) I think it's, um, it's interesting for those individuals, maybe, that the prequels were not their favorite it wasn't what they you know what they it was what was released during their time and 
maybe they weren't a fan of the prequels and they're watching this, how do they, it'd be interesting to hear their take on how they view the prequel movies now that we've gotten so much to go with it. Clone Wars, um, you know, I think the prequels are these days almost universally loved by most of the fan community um, minus a small particular section. (laughs) Yeah. It's just, I, I think it'd be interesting to hear their take on it now seeing like this episode to your, the bookend and the closing of that novel. Of yeah. Camino getting the destroyed prequels. is like, that's the end of the, end the Clone Wars yeah. era. Like that's clearly the yeah. definitive line between the two. I think. Yep. Agreed. I think they probably <sighs> somehow made it to that secret lab and that's where they're holding out. They're going to get that, get to the tube. If they can get to the secret Jeez. lab, they can presumably get back to their ship. So that yeah. would be very good. Yeah, I'm assuming Omega's yeah. going to know some kind of... Now let's say, show me the secret. In case the tapioca Whole city's city ever collapsing, you go to this thing. Me. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> right, right. Some contrivance. Yeah, I, um, I don't know. We'll have to tune in. We got one more episode. Yeah, I guess Super we have to excited watch for now. Friday now. I can't wait. I can't wait. Um, yeah, it's, we've, you know, we went a lot on this episode. It was a a long episode, but we had a lot of good material. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, as always, we'd love to hear your predictions. You can send them to us just about anywhere. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at outer rim beacon. You can email us outer rim beacon at gmail.com. My name is Justin. You can find me at I am the Bendu on Twitter. Um, where can they find you guys at? This is Josh, and you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Battle of Tanab. Uh, this nice. is Kyle, and I am KB underscore legend on all the social medias. We are blowing this thing and going home without music because it was kind of tragic already to watch this episode and the, the explosion of Tapioca City, as Kyle eloquently yeah. so. I'll just put like sad music in instead for our outro. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. I think that'll work. (laughs) All right, guys. As always, (laughs) may the force be with you. You may fire when ready. Rip to uh, Camino.